0: All right, AFC baby, Appetite for Construction. I'm John Mason Break, Tim Ward, how you
1: doing? JP, good morning, good afternoon, good night. What's, <laughs> what's going on with you? Hey, baby, it's uh, trade show season, right? Right? We're, we're going oh, to... Y- yes, it is. I mean, we've got like four or five in a month period. We're not going to them all because some of them overlap, but yep, it's trade show season. It's a good time. I like it.
0: Yeah, especially AHR and then wet, the you know, the drain cleaning, the wastewater treatment show, which is in Indianapolis,
1: are in the same week. How convenient is that? Mm, semi-convenient, thank goodness they're in Chicago and Indianapolis and not like Las Vegas or New York or Orlando, because then it would be a little difficult to do the back and forth. That's right. So,
0: you know, um, I was thinking about this. Every once in a while, a product comes along and, and really catches your eye at a trade show or an event. And you, you just got to stop and check it out. And so last year at HR Expo, Navian released its, uh, NPF hydro furnace unit, which was, it was like under this, the, the veil of secrecy and, and, uh, under this, this curtain and you
1: armed guard, <laughs> armed guards. You had to sign your life away to even learn what it was. Oh, yeah. I remember well. That's right. But they did talk about it and um it eventually
0: it has shipped. And uh so let's bring on a uh, a representative from Navian. It's Ken Ely. He's the Navian HVAC and channel product manager. Ken, how you doing? I'm doing Ken,
2: fantastic, you gentlemen.
0: Good, good. Yeah, like we said we said we uh were kind of really fascinated about this product, wanted to learn more about it, so we reached out to Navian, and here you are by the magic of Should we say Brett Butler? (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, um, like I mentioned, it's almost been a year of promoting this product, and you started shipping in November. What what has been the response in the contractor world to this product?
2: Well, the response has been fantastic. It's kind of really filled a niche, Mm -hmm. uh, particularly on the water side of our business. I mean, we're known for water heating, water conditioning. That's our core business. That's where we come from. And what we've done is we've taken that technology and bridged it over to residential heating. Now, kind of learned, used what we know in heat exchanger technology, water heating technology, and took that and applied it into residential heating. Kind of do it similar to the the industry in that there's familiarity. If somebody's a furnace person, they can look at it and they're familiar with it. But then using the water technology to create superior comfort, superior quiet, quietness, just just an overall. Similar product, but better product.
1: Well, Ken, if you peel the onion back a little bit, start peeling things away. You said comfortability, ease of ease or comfort, um, quietness. What are some of the other benefits of the NPF unit?
2: Well, there's a there's a big green story behind it as well. So okay. we know in California, they have their ultra low NOx requirements, 40, 40, 14 nanograms per joule, but we have many other states talking about adopting that today. And so most of the industry today have special furnaces that meet that requirement. All, all of our NPF 700 furnaces meet that ultra low NOx requirement. So, um as far as the green goes, you know, with being ultra low NOx compliant, you're getting rid of the uh emissions that create smog and acid rain. And so kind of forward looking, if you're uh, dealing with a product, this is a product that could be distributed all across North America not worrying about whether it meets emissions requirements or not. And then you look on the other side of it as far as sustainability, every unit is 97% efficient. So, natural gas or LP And I'm going to say when we talk about LP, normally for, again, I said we kind of make it similar but a little bit different sometimes. Uh, Normal residential gas furnaces, you have to order an LP kit. You got to go to your distributor, pick up your LP kit. You have to remember to do that and then take it to the job site with you. Every NPF 700 comes standard with a uh, LP conversion kit with it. So they never have to think about it, never
0: have to worry about it. You just mentioned my next question, Ken. Why is it significant to be convertible from, you know, uh, fuel gas convertible from natural gas to liquid propane?
2: Well, there's parts of the country where they don't have access to natural gas. So Mm -hmm. um, in those cases, they don't always make sure they have an LP kit, or maybe they didn't know it when they went out to the job site. So again, with our product, they don't have to worry about it. Kind of the other side of the coin is high altitude applications. Um, again, sometimes they don't know it's going to be a high altitude application, and traditional furnaces they have to get a high altitude kit, order it, take it to the job. Every one of our MPF 700s comes standard with a high altitude conversion kit with the unit right out of the box. So up to ten thousand one hundred feet, they're ready to go. All they have to do is change an orifice, set a couple of dip switches, and away they go.
0: So you, you know, yeah, you. I'm assuming you've been pretty instrumental uh, you know along the way of this process of of launching this product. How long does something like this take from its inception to you know the shipping date? How what is that time frame?
2: Normal development cycle, three to five years, depending on the okay. product category you're talking about. And then you you want a couple of years of getting them out in the field, uh field test units, and we we've have them all over. We have them in northern Canada. Northwest United States, Northeast United States, Southern United States. Because, you know, the different geographic areas have different requirements sure. for installation. And then really the environmental demands are different as well. So we've had the units out in the field. The feedback's been, been fantastic. We've learned a lot. We've made mistakes. We found errors with programming and things of that nature. And that's why you do this stuff, right? I don't think anybody can do it perfectly. So we learned from that. We've improved the product. And that's where we are today.
1: Well, speaking of that, can you talk a little bit about the controls on the union?
2: Sure. um, You know, this is a variable capacity product. It goes from 15% up to 100% capacity. That's right, guys. I said 15%. Most of the industry can only get down to 35%. We can get down to 15%. So that variable capacity range of operation really allows us to have two SKUs that covers from 9,000 up to 100,000 BTUs. So, and when it does that, it varies its airflow as well. It dynamically changes its capacity. Um, it's just, um, I guess, gives more flexibility and it does it without a special thermostat. The NPF uses conventional one or two stage thermostats. You know, they go into a house, the consumer has a thermostat they like. They can keep that stat. They don't have to buy a special high dollar stat. They can use that. Goodness, they could use that old T87 they have in the wall if they wanted to, Right. So, single or two-stage stats, any brand, any model, don't have to use a special high-dollar stat. And then our units have unit-mounted control, our easy-nav interface that we've bridged over from our water side of our business, from our boilers and our hot water heaters, And uh, that gives them an interface right on the unit, backlit LCD, that allows them to set the unit up, go through our setup wizard, walks them through the setup step-by-step, step. self-diagnostics. Um, it goes through you have test modes where you can test all the components on the unit. If there's a problem, I can go through and test the inducer, run it up, run it down, run the blower, run it up, run it down. So it makes it really easy for our contractor partners to to diagnose it, set it up as well. Make it makes it easy.
0: Tell me a little bit about its construction. You know, it's 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 the movement of water through a heat exchanger. I mean, that's a very simplified approach, but tell us a little bit about that.
2: Well, sure. Um, like I said, w- where we want similarity, but we- we're doing it differently. Meaning that it's traditional width is a seventeen and a half or a twenty-one inch wide furnace, mm-hmm. right? So that's conventional coils will fit on top of the furnace. Return air side, it's a sixteen by twenty drop on the side of it. So again, conventional ductwork attaches to the unit. So the heat exchanger it really comes from our water heating business. It's a proven technology. It's an all stainless steel heat exchanger, and it's located out of the airstream. If you think about it in the residential furnace industry, we've been doing it the same way for 100 years. Mm-hmm. Put a heat exchanger in the airstream, fire gas into that, mm-hmm. heat it up, run air over, and then wonder why the air is so dry, right, in the house. Yeah. <laughs> we do it differently, guys. So we take our heat exchanger out of the airstream, Okay, so we're heating water now out of the airstream. We take that water and we circulate that water with a circulating pump through a hydronic coil. Then we run the residential air over that hydronic coil and we heat it up. So, you know, normal gas furnace, that air scene heat exchanger temperature is 600 to 1,000 degrees, depending on the design, that dries the air out tremendously. The maximum surface temperature on a heat exchanger is going to be 150 degrees. And by the way, guys, the contractor can control what that discharge air temperature is on that furnace during the setup wizard. He can say, I want 95 degrees or I want 150 degrees simply by making that selection during the setup. But again, that keeps the air. It doesn't dry it out as, as bad as a traditional gas furnace does. So the air is much more comfortable. Much more, uh, much less need for using humidifiers and all the consum consumables that are involved with humidifiers as well. And it's quiet. We've taken yeah. that combustion out of the airstream. You know, conventional gas furnaces use in shot burners today. You guys have seen them run before, right? They're little jet engines, virtually, right? And we're doing that into the airstream. I'm listening to mine right next door. I can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So what's beautiful about it is this is all out of the Airstream. It's confined. It's very quiet unit, extremely quiet unit. And then, you know, we talk about uh, for contractors, serviceability is important. Contractors have maintenance contractor contracts. They have to get in and out every year. The more they can do in a day, the more profitable they are because, you know, they're coin operated. We're all coin operated to some degree, right? The more they can do a day, the more profitable they are. Our, Flame rod is accessible by two screws right on the front of the furnace. Take the door off, two screws, take it out, clean the frame flame rod, put it back on. Our trap is cleanable, has a little clip, pull the bottom of it, flush the trap out, you're done. Change the filter, you're down the road. Next, who wants to be next? So, again, making it very easy to service, inspect the unit. Again, the unit monitor control gives you all the diagnostics. If you want to go in and check the flame rod condition, you can do that with that uh, unit mounted interface. Look at the flame rod condition. If you have any diagnosis, you can look at how many times it's occurred and when it's occurred as well. It holds it in non-volatile
1: memory. You've got a horizontal model coming out. Is there anything that contractors should know that's unique about that version? or Are there any specific installation instructions for that model?
2: Really, there's nothing that really makes it different than the upflow besides the position of it. The trap is a little bit different than, than the unit, uh, but otherwise, this function is this, is the same. Um, both okay. furnaces use water, so you have two options with the unit. You can do manual fill, or you can do auto fill. Now, auto fill is a quarter inch water line you attach to the unit, and should it any of the the water evaporate from the unit, it will automatically fill itself. There's also leak protection and detection in the, built into the unit as well. But where I'm going is that, you know, every condensing gas furnace made a day has, cannot be in a freeze condition because of the condensate and the trap, right? Mm-hmm. So this is really no different. Uh, we do have about two gallons of water in the heat exchanger. So should it ever freeze or be a breach, the maximum condition you have is two gallons of water that would spill out of the unit. You can have a secondary drain pan on it. It shouldn't be an issue. But again, just to reinforce, it's really no different than any other condensing furnace in regards to freeze protection. Okay. Now, airflow, uh, you know, new furnaces, everybody's concerned about airflow. You know, we're adding more IEQ accessories, right? MERV 16 filters on those guys. We're stacking that static pressure and, you know, the furnaces are really struggling. We'll give you up to nominal airflow, up to an inch of static on this unit. So it's very robust. 2000 airflow 2000 CFM for your 5 ton. All your airflow adjustments are independent. So I can set my fan on entirely independent of my cooling airflow or my heating airflow. They're all separate in the unit. If I'm doing dual fuel as well, all my CFM selections are unique and different. You know, most furnaces out there your fan on is dependent of a of a percentage of your cooling CFM, not our furnace. The Navian furnace is independent. They can set up whatever CFM they want for heating, for cooling, for dual fuel. It's all independently adjustable.
0: <laughs> my I guess my next question is why did Navian get into this market? And I, I don't mean to say of any offense offense because this is your job. You are the HVAC channel market manager. But what what went into the thinking of of this product going into the HVAC side?
2: It was really again looking at our core competency of of heating water, mm-hmm. and then looking at a, a really a, a opportunity in the furnace market. Uh, we knew sound was an issue. Our research showed us that sound is important to consumers today. And we knew we could make a quieter furnace. We knew ultra nox ultra nox was a emerging issue. It's it's active in California, but we've got Colorado, Texas, Minnesota, Maryland all talking about adopting it today. If you look at the ultra-low-nox furnaces available today, they're special SKUs within the industry. Every one of these furnaces aren't special. They're all ultra-low-nox compliant using a proven burner technology that we've been using in our water heaters and our boilers for many, many, many years. So it's not new. It's not experimental. It's proven technology. So we've seen a niche, uh, particularly, again, with ultra-low-nox becoming more of an issue today, and green is importance growing as well in the marketplace and we feel this product f- fills that niche.
0: So with the introduction of this product into the HVAC market does this portend more ingenuity from Navian into this into this uh into this field?
2: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Again, this product can do things other HVAC furnaces can't do.
0: I mean, does this mean that navion will be doing more in the hvac stuff with other products potentially i mean absolutely john
2: it's kind of our first step or forte into hvac so uh stay tuned you're going to see us broaden our product line and expand on it as well
1: i got you well one of the things that we and john and i's discussion with contractors across the country especially coming up at ahr contractors are loyal um, they're loyal to brands, how do you get them to switch over from what they may have as their customer HVAC forced air units to this model?
2: Again, all the great features we talked about, obviously there's a, a niche for that. We have some HVAC brands that don't even have a top tier furnace in their offering today.
1: Mm-hmm. So this
2: would absolutely fill that niche within their product offering that they don't have. And that'll help our distributor partners out in the marketplace if they're if they're offering those brands without a top tier product offering. So as we bridge forward and we offer more products, you're going to see more, uh, I guess, broadening this product. We'll be showing at the the AHRI show is that our system furnace as well. So this is going to be our next step within this technology, taking this platform and bridging it over to a furnace that not only heats the space or the conditions of space, but also heats domestic hot water as well. So that'll be our next step. We'll be showing that unit at HRI Show as well as a a coming uh, attraction.
0: So when you normally when you buy an appliance, it has like the cost of operation, you know, refrigerators, things like. Is it similar to a four-stair unit? The cost, or I mean, can you talk about that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's very similar. It's again, it's ninety-seven percent AFUE, so mm-hmm. it's gas consumption's the same. All ECM motors in this unit. So your circulator's ECM, your inducer's ECM, your circulating blowers ECM. So it's all very electrically efficient units. So, yeah, the operating cost is very similar to a a high-efficiency top-tier gas furnace.
1: I know we've talked about this a couple times. We've mentioned AHR Expo, AHR Expo, AHR Expo. (laughs) For those that are listening to this podcast, if you're attending the AHR Expo, Navian will be there with this product, with some of the other product Ken just mentioned, uh, in booth S7591. That's the AHR Expo, January 22nd through the 24th in Chicago, which John and I will be at with Eric and Andy and the whole crew. And always fun time. This, it's back in Chicago for the first time in quite some time. Yeah, and we'll
0: definitely stop at the Navian
1: booth, see all the goodies
0: there. Ken, will you be at the at the at the booth? Absolutely. Look forward to seeing everybody. That'll be awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for jumping on. And then like I said, just we were kinda you scratched the itch that we were, you know, wanting to know more about the the product and it seems like it's a really a really great innovative product from Navian. thank you so much.
2: Well, thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate the time and the opportunity. Look forward to seeing you at the AHR.
1: Yeah, and before we let you go, real quick, if anyone in our audience wants some more information about the product and the models that either currently exist or coming out, what's the best way for them to get some more information, Ken?
2: Well, they can go to Navien N-A-V-I-N.com, and they can find all the information on the new products and existing products.
1: Awesome. com is how you get a hold of This information, or if you're at AHR, once again, S-7591, January 22nd through 24th. We can't wait to see everybody.
0: This Appetite for Construction podcast is brought to you in part by PERC, the Propane Education and Research Council. Propane is the energy for everyone, especially construction pros. It's a single clean energy source that can meet your project's performance, safety, and resilience goals while maintaining efficiency and lowering costs. See how propane can help meet your project's needs by visiting propane.com now. Propane, it's the energy for everyone.